Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am one of your hosts, Garrett. I am the other of your hosts, Carson. And we have an episode today that covers two things that I am not excited about. This is a very Garrett podcast today. I mean, this is uh, this was rough. This was a, a rough go. I mean, we, we got Coming Dose America. Which... Coming Dose America. Spoiler. Yeah. I mean, you know, just go listen to our preview episode. You can hear what we thought about it. I don't think we were way off base. And then, like we have been doing, we're supposed to be previewing next week's episode. And next week's episode is the Snyder Cut. And I think I've made it very, very clear where I stand on Snyder Cut. We are here. We are (laughs) finally here. We're on the precipice, right? We are a few days away to enjoy a, what, eight-hour binge of Zack Snyder's dream. I mean, the best thing about this is I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. So basically, yes, because, okay. Okay. So once Friday hits and people see this, are we now going to be a Snyder sequel and just open up a whole new can of, no, of stuff? No. You think it's dead after this? There's no way. I don't know. I, (sighs) I don't there know, have man. been, there have been what ten teaser trailers for this. Uh, yeah, in, in the like past one, week, one like per character, and then one final one that just dropped like yesterday or two days ago. And this, <laughs> he he has built this up, and the, and just him, you know, it, it's it's not the just it's just the Snyder cut, you know, it's his name. Yeah, you know, it's like John Carpenter puts his name on oh, whatever. <laughs> like it, it, he's selling himself. Yeah, you know, for a sequel, it's what he's doing. I think that. I think that. No, whether I mean, he's not going to get any of the names back. I don't think. Well, maybe I don't know. You know, you throw enough money at something, and you get rave reviews. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think WB wants it. I. I think there was demand. There was an opportunity. I, you know what? By all accounts, what I'm hearing is, you know, because the embargo lifted yesterday. I haven't read any detailed reviews, but what I'm hearing is, there's at least substantial differences right it's not like you know sometimes when you watch a director's cut and it's like seven minutes of new footage or whatever you're like okay okay i mean clearly we knew there had to be more here because it's four hours long um so what i'm hearing i think the rumbles on the internet which i'm trying not to read too much is that it is substantially different now that doesn't make it good yeah but I'll take different. I'll take the I'll take these characters in a different story. Well, for sure. I think I think at the or very the same story. <laughs> I think at the very least the bar for this whole experience had to be it's got to be different. Like I'm not even like that's the lowest threshold bar for this thing. Not let's not even talk good or bad. It just needed to be substantially different because then you can formulate an opinion. Because if if after all this, what we got was like five new minutes of footage and you know a black suit Superman versus a blue suit Superman, like 
you know, that's not enough to warrant everybody's time and attention and two years of nonsense. Digitally remastered. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting because I have a question later for you about, like, core things about movies. And I, I feel like that's the core thing for for Snyder Cut is that it at least needs to be different. Because if I walk away with the same re- rating or review uh, as the original Justice League, fine. But at least I might be able to say, okay, look, different movie. We actually did get something different. I can see where his vision was different from Whedon. I can see where the movie changed. In the end, maybe it's not the best product still, but like, okay, I could see where, why there was a desire for this. That's kind of what I'm hoping to walk away with this. Like, you know, let's just please make it all worth it because I had to deal with this for two years. So, so your your biggest critique of this is the hype, it is the hype in the machine and the internet and and all the people demanding this thing. I mean, you you weren't a big fan of of what we got in, in Justice League no. to begin with, but the the just constant bombardment of when are we going to get the Snyder cut and everything compared to the Snyder cut yeah. since since the release, since even before the release, right? And and I get it. Like I we've talked about this before, man. Zack Snyder went through some stuff that you don't wish on anybody. I'm not knocking Zack Snyder as a person. It's just more like. I didn't really care for Batman vs Superman. Uh, it sounds like Justice League you can't really put on him, but outside of Man of Steel, like DC's vision is kind of weird. You know, we've talked about it ad nauseum. Wonder Woman, the first one was fine. Like, there's just something about it about DC right now that I'm not liking. And honestly, when I looked at this new trailer that he released, like the newest, newest one that's like two minutes and it has Dark Side in it and everything, I just don't like his aesthetic for this. I don't know what it is. It's too. Like visually, it's too dark and metally. It kind of reminds me of Transformers at times. Like, I I, I guess I just so, don't like his style, at least in the in the DC world. So, I didn't watch any. I haven't watched any of the new trailers. Okay. So I I just said, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and and sit <laughs> these out and watch the actual movie when it comes. It's not a bad um, approach. I, I don't want to. I don't want to see all the all the stuff before I see it. I mean, that's there. It's not like this has an opportunity to leave some of that stuff out. So it's going to be footage that you wouldn't see in the movie because right. again, it's using everything. And so uh, I don't want to be tainted by that, but are you saying it looks more like 300? No, it, I mean, it looks like, uh, it looks like parts of justice league, you know, where the, the burnt sky, it looks like Batman versus Superman, very dark. Um, I, I guess his style worked for 300, I liked his style in Watchmen, but for some reason, like this overly dark, gritty, um, which is very different than like the Nolan dark and gritty. This is just, I don't know. I, his style's not working for me. Like you, you know it when you see it, and it's just not working for me. So maybe it is some of the same elements as Three Hundred, but it's just not translating very well to me in the in the DC space. Well, and Nolan uses more realism yes you know and so there's the color palette's not necessarily something you'd see in everyday life right you know in snyder movie and so i I get what you're saying as far as his his style is different i don't i don't dislike his style i disliked uh him rushing through these stories yeah Um, i disliked him killing off superman i disliked him bringing in doomsday you know in the last you know 10 minutes of the movie well and Uh, hold on but that that's a problem with not Justice League. 
that's a problem with Batman versus Superman. The the setup of Justice right, League, right? Right. Yeah. yeah it, it's a, his whole progression of yeah. uh, of this is is the whole story was rushed. That's where yeah. I had my problems. It was not him as a filmmaker. It was it was Martha. You know, how can you forget about Martha? But, <laughs> right. but even that, I'm like, mm, okay, I can get over Martha, but I, what I can't get is wasting Doomsday and then killing Superman mm-hmm. and then immediately bringing back Superman. Like that, you just wasted yeah, so much storyline there. And it could have been, it, Doomsday could have been a giant robot that Lex Luthor built. He right. wanted them all to fight something together. It could have been a freaking Sentinel or something from the DC universe that they pulled a throwaway. But don't waste Doomsday here. Right. That's, that's his own movie. Yeah, death of Superman. I'm so, with you. I mean, we, we've, with you. and so that as that's never been like his storytelling. And I, I enjoy Man of Steel. I, I enjoy most of Batman vs Superman. I enjoyed a lot of Justice League as long as they just tweak some stuff. What I didn't like from the first trailer was how Darkseid looked. I didn't like what they did to Steppenwolf. Um, he needed to be changed, mind, because he looked terrible, um, the CGI wise, but. Those things don't look like they've been fixed. No, and bringing in Darkseid, he 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 looks he looks bad, and so that's gonna and Darkseid's awesome, and I feel like you're ruining Darkseid and any chance that he ever has at a movie in the future by whatever he's doing here. But so I think uh, speaking of Steppenwolf, I think from what I've seen, the thing that killed me most was like um, in the original Justice League. His his face is terrible looking. His armor isn't good either. I mean, nothing about Steppenwolf is good, but the face looked really, really awful. And it's like their solution this go around was let's just change his armor and give him a lot more armor, like a different style of armor. Like you, you missed the core part of it that his his face looks completely terrible. Well, didn't they cover up his face? Does he does he look like an alien now, where it's like his helmet's mushed in, like that's his head? I thought from what like- I saw, and honestly, I've been watching these. And passing because I, I just have only so much tolerance for this whole in- initiative here, this whole endeavor. But <laughs> I thought like I thought his face was like still pretty much the same. Like when I saw the trailer and saw Steppenwolf, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see the differences, but he didn't address it. He still looks terrible. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that, that'll be a pleasant surprise for me that they actually actually overhauled the Steppenwolf. Yeah, there was a, a clip of Steppenwolf in a deleted scene from Batman vs Superman, and it's like, well, that. Like the whole his helmet was his head, okay, and so it looked very very alien. And then I thought they used that, and it could have been very like a fan made image next to that. I I don't know. Like I said, I ha- I've tried to stay away from the trailers, just but I did see Dark Side, and I thought I saw Step, and they still just look cartoony. Mm-hmm. And I thought with an extra seventy million dollars or whatever he got to do this, that you could fix the effects. To make it look more real because the technology exists we see it in other movies and so i don't know why they can't put it into these characters yeah i don't know man i mean at some point dc still running the show over here even though they they did this um i don't know whether to be concerned about the insane amount of marketing that's happening right now like uh, you know i guess everybody knows this is coming you know, you've got a big DC franchise releasing on HBO Max. Do you really need 18 trailers? So that makes me think that they're just trying to hype this thing to the max to get crazy amounts of viewers. Pun intended. Yeah, to the HBO Max. Yes, it was pun intended. Yeah, to the HBO Max. You got to think it's got to be HBO, right? Like they're trying to build the subscription base. You know, yeah. Disney just hit their 
their mark of what hundred, but a hundred million, hundred million. How many, I don't, DC or uh, Disney Plus just hit a stupid amount after right. Wandavision of subscribers, yeah. and I know HBO is trying to catch it, and this is kind of their their baby. That and then all these new releases that are coming straight to them, like they're that's how they're trying to build their right. their streaming base. But I mean, the so next you got to think this is yeah, and but the next two are Kong versus Godzilla and uh, Mortal Kombat, which you know props to yep. those franchises, but. I think we would all say, especially in the era that we are in now with Marvel doing its thing, like I'm not sure those two movies carry the weight of what should be, you know, a tentpole DC WB movie, right? Like, sure, this should be the one in this day and age that is like the one you look for the most in 2021. This big release, I, I get that it's a, a redo and everything, but still, there should be this should be it, right? You should be pulling out all the stops. So I guess they're trying to. Yeah, you think. I think it's wearing people down to where they feel like they have to watch it. Like, God, this is such a big thing. I hear about it all the time. I can't be the one guy that didn't see it. See, this is where I I have a hard time answering a question like that because you and I tend to exist in a different frame <laughs> of mind than your average person. I mean, first off, we have a movie podcast. So clearly we are paying attention to movies on a different level than most people who don't have podcasts. So, but then on top of that, we right. watch a lot of movies. Um, you know, we're, we're online reading movie articles, sharing movie art. So like we're way more plugged in. So we are probably getting way more inundated than the average person. So, I mean, has the average person really seen a lot? I mean, you know, during the NFL, were we seeing Snyder cut trailers? No. I mean, during NBA, am I seeing it? No. I mean, like, so I don't know how much the average person is really locked in on this. You're you're hitting the same market a bunch. Is that what you're thinking? I mean, I kind of think so because I don't think it was regular people out there like, oh, hey, I'm tweeting that I'm having this for lunch, and I and now I'm hopping over to Facebook and see what my family's doing, and then oh yeah, I'm going to post this, you know, release the Snyder Cut hashtag like that. That doesn't seem like that's the kind of person that's doing that, right? Like it's going to be the person who's yeah. following movies and follows comics and and all that kind of stuff. So. I don't know that the average person is being inundated with with Snyder Cut marketing. So, and I I think I can get what you're at because I'm I'm on a foundation board and we do a ton of marketing to the people who follow us. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, so it's it's yeah. If you know who we are, you hear about us a lot. But if you don't know who we are, you're not hearing about us at all. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, how do you break out of, if you're not following Zack Snyder on Twitter? Are you are you hearing this? You know, then you get an article because you follow, you know, these particular websites that would do comic book movie news. Yeah. If you're not there, are you going to see it? So here's a question for you, because I'm I'm just trying to think through this in my head. Have you seen more mainstream Kong versus Godzilla marketing or more Snyder Cut marketing? I think I did when the trailer came out for King Kong versus Godzilla, but I haven't seen it for a while. Okay. I feel like, like I've been feel seeing like kind of went to the back burner. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like I've been seeing more Kong versus Godzilla, and I don't know why that is, and I don't know where necessarily. It's just like as I think through, like I have not seen a Justice League commercial on TV, which I don't necessarily watch a lot of TV either, but like I have seen Kong versus Godzilla stuff. Yeah, and I think Godzilla versus King Kong are doing more of the traditional, you know, commercials, yeah. you know, in between shows, sporting events and whatnot. Well, I think I think you're right. I think 
Zach is using the interwebs and not necessarily yeah. uh, other mediums. So we'll see if, I mean, they're all already planning on, you already have the fanboys. There's like, Oh, just keep running it over and over again to get as many views on, on HBO max as you can. And it's like, okay, just, just so you can get a pot. If it's good, you could get a sequel. You know, I mean, I'm, I I'm all for sequels, but at the same time, I don't understand that mentality. Like, let's play it over and over again because you know, uh, okay, it's a four-hour movie, so you're getting six views in a day just to leave your TV on. Like, okay, let's say you do that if for everyone. Does it, Gary? I know, but like, it's the same people that go out and like uh, trashed Captain Marvel's Rotten Tomato score. Like, whoa. that's all you. That's what you're going to do with your time. Like, did did I did I like Rise of Skywalker? No. Not really, but did I go out and like just spam a bunch of ratings or whatever? No, I mean I'll voice my opinion. We'll move on and stuff. But like, I guess I just don't get. This is what's weird to me. Like, we are not the kind of like I just got through talking about how you and I are the kind of people that spend too much time talking and reviewing and whatever with movies. So like, who are these people that are <laughs> so worked up that they exist in a plane above me and you to where they're gonna go sit there and like leave Snyder cut on their TV for two weeks straight or a thousand <laughs> down votes on Captain Marvel. Like what in the hell? So the, I guess it's your, it's what is your purpose for doing it? And so if you really didn't like Captain Marvel, what is your, what is your purpose for rating it down? So you, so they don't make another one. Is that the end game? I don't know to get people to not see it because they think the because they don't want another one to be made i mean is that the my guess is it's just a it is a tangible value associated with a movie and it's their way of showing displeasure with the movie for whatever reason like i don't know that they thought that the bottomed out rotten tomato score would be a means to an end for something other than, Hey, this is just a visual representation that we can go disrupt this movie because we didn't like it for this reason. Like, I, I don't know what, what did they think they were going to get out of it? No clue. See, I'm, I'm very, I'm very try to be purposeful in, in sure. my, my actions. And so I try to feel like, what is that doing in other people's? I understand the play Snyder cut over and over and over again. So he gets a lot of views. So hopefully they allow him to do a sequel. I, I get that. I get right. that mentality. That makes sense of them. I'm, I'm trying to boost the numbers. So it looks, it looks better than it is. Right. Um, the vote, the reviewing it poorly and lots of review. I guess that, I guess the only thing you can think of is to not cast Brie Larson. If that's what they're, well, or they're it could be vice versa. Order. You're trying to drive down views. You're trying to make, the movie company think that they didn't have a good movie on their hands so that they don't, you know, make another one. I don't know. But at least yeah, but at least right. with the with the Snyder Cut one, it's at least somewhat somewhat stealthy, right? Although I think they're smart enough to know like, hey, this IP address had, you know, fifty views of Snyder Cut if they wanted to get down <laughs> to that. Whereas I think with the other one, with Captain Marvel, for example, um and we'll even use The Last Jedi, like all the all the crap talking on those there were articles and articles and articles about the people that were out there doing it and why they were doing it. And it had nothing to do with the movie. Right. It was like, <laughs> so it wasn't even like stealthily done where they could be like, Oh, Hey, Hmm. Captain Marvel is getting really bad reviews. Maybe we have a bad movie on our hands. Well, no, cause there's 50,000 people running their mouth about how they didn't like the social justice aspect of it. So that's why they're doing it. So then Marvel's gonna be like, okay, well, cool. Don't care. Move on. Yeah. Who never saw the movie to begin with? <laughs> there's that angle too. Yes. Yeah. 
And so, but yeah, I mean, and that's unfortunately we're seeing that as a trend across all things, you know, from politics to stock market to, yeah. Hey, let's just all do this together because we can. And yeah. Because we haven't necessarily, and sometimes there's an end game and sometimes there's people just trying to be disruptive. Yeah, you're right. And I mean, sometimes it works for good and sometimes it works for bad. And I hate you right now for putting the thought in my head that we could now have like a release the Snyder sequel hashtag starting next week because that, that had not crossed my mind. Yeah, it's there. It's there. But you can say that they use their powers for good if you enjoy this movie, right? Because the only reason this is being made is because people were insistent on release the Snyder Cut. It wasn't Zach going, right. hey, HBO, I got this idea. It's the constant bombardment of, hey, if we <laughs> we keep saying it, maybe somebody will do it and HBO bit. And yeah. here we are. And look, so, I, I will it say worked. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did not like Justice League at all. And I do think it kind of sucks when a director gets pulled off of a project and th- their real vision isn't there. I mean, we I think Solo um, had a little bit of that happen when Lord Miller got pulled off and Ron Howard got put on. So, I mean, I think everybody wants to see what the original vision is for something. I guess where I get frustrated is just like it, it started right away. It, it just it hasn't stopped for two years. Um, and then I also just think it's part of like it's just weird. Like movies don't typically get do overs like this. And like, I don't even really know how to kind of process this because like, if you can't do something right this time after you have the template for what went wrong and you're trying to like, he could, Zack Snyder could literally take a notebook and go through all these reviews online, all this stuff. He could go back through the movie himself, right. And critique it notebook. And like, I got to change this. I got to change this. I got to change this. So if you mess this up, then either your vision was really, really bad to begin with too, or like you, you just aren't a, a good filmmaker. I don't know what to say to that. Well, okay. I got to challenge that though, because if you're going to the internet and reading other things, you're going to get conflicting opinions on truly every line of the movie. Well, you know, you're going to go through and be like, okay, well he liked this. Well, he hated this. Sure. Uh, I guess she thought this was great, but no, like, I, I was saying ran in a pink suit, <laughs> not a black suit. You're like, what? what? <laughs> you would do it more on a consensus aggregate basis, right? It's like, okay, I went and I read some stuff and like, okay, 99% of people are saying Steppenwolf looked miserable. I might want to fix Steppenwolf, you know, it, it, the mustache, 99% of people thought the mustache was terrible. Or you know the CGI around the mustache, like I should probably fix that. So I'm not saying you go like knit by knit. I'm just saying like there are some themes there in Justice League that were pretty apparent that I think you could probably pick up on pretty quick what needs to get fixed. We just entered Garrett's work life of market research and breaking that down. <laughs> right, you got, you got a taste taste of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not it, but, it's there for you. That's all I'm saying. It's there. Use it. No, I, I completely agree. And I don't dislike the idea of the redo because I can't tell you how many, I mean, we have what, 155 episodes yeah. and there are probably, I mean, one of our questions used to be, what would you change? You know, I was like, what's one thing you could change to make this movie, you know, bump even a star, a star, if not all the way to five stars. And it's like, gosh, you could just change. Like, I love the idea, but they just failed right here. And if you could go back and say, you know what? let's go fix that or let's go fix this, mm-hmm. these, these pieces, then that's a different movie. That's a better movie. And a lot of people don't want to do a full remake because then you're like, Oh, you're just making that again. Right. Yeah, great. But if this, the director comes back and tweaks the things that you didn't like, yes, you have to do it well, or you're going to get hammered, I think. Yeah. Um, but, um, 
I don't mind this. I mean, I'm only going to watch the ones that interest me, but I'm kind of like, yeah, I want to see how it's different. I didn't, I had a different interpretation in my head of what it was going to be the first time and I didn't like it. Maybe this time he hits what I think it should have been. Well, we'll see. On that note, I feel like there is going to need to be some kind of ceiling on this because at four hours, the rewatchability is in the toilet. I mean, completely in the toilet. So I don't, I mean, there's something to be said that even if I thought this was great, uh, it's not something I'm going to revisit over and over again. Because I I struggle to watch three-hour movies, let alone four-hour movies. So, yeah. And that and that's part of our, our secret rating scale that we have yet to unveil to the world. But the rewatchability <laughs> is key to that. You know, yeah. I mean, if you can't throw it in, and you don't want to because it's too long. Then that's that hurts the movie. You know, yeah. it, it could have been a, a great experience, but if you never want to watch it again, how good of the movie was it? Right. Well, and it, it even kills some of the excitement to even watch it to begin with. Right. It's sort of like, damn, four hours, man. I I gotta set aside me and my family gotta set aside four hours to get through this thing. Like that means. Yeah. I start it right after I eat lunch, and when I'm done, I got to be ordering dinner. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy. And God forbid somebody fall asleep, because then you're you're trying to catch up on three hours. Yeah, you fell asleep in the first hour. Well, and you don't want to break it up into two. I mean, because I mean, no. if it's got an intermission, I guess you could argue that that maybe, but like that's just not that's not how you normally it? view it. So I don't know. I'd heard rumors at one point that there was an intermission. I don't know if that's true or not. It, it would fit. Who starts, without, who starts the rumor of know. an intermission for it not to be not know, to be man. true? Hey, I heard there's an intermission. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, this whole thing is just pretentious enough to have an intermission. That's how I oh, feel I, about it. I, I bet it would. I mean, I don't see why not. You got to pee at some point. Yeah, you know, you can't expect people to not want to get up. And if you build build in a little intermission there, then I think that's smart. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, actually. all right so we're 25 minutes into this episode and we haven't talked about coming dos america and i think everybody knows our stances on on justice league snyder cut so let's uh let's roll on to coming dos america i don't even know if i want to read the story but i will um prince akim joffer is set to become king of zamunda when he discovers he has a son he never knew about in america a street-savvy Queens native named Lavelle, honoring his royal father's dying wish to groom his son as the crown prince, Akeem and Simi set off to America once again. Directed by Craig Brewer, who did Hustle and Flow, Black Snake, Moan, Footloose, Dolomite is My Name. The cast is basically uh, Jermaine Fowler, who plays Lavelle, Wesley Snipes is new, and then Leslie Jones is new, and Tracy Morgan's new, and then you're getting... Everybody else from the original coming to America, minus Sam Jackson. Again, some Eddie Murphy, Arsenio, James Earl Jones, uh, Sherry Headley is back. Uh, uh, trying to think, I mean, even Louis Anderson was back. You got some Louis. If you're if you're hoping for some Louis, you got some Louis. Yeah, everybody was back. So, spoiler free. Um, you know, if you, if you missed our uh, last episode, shame on you. But the <laughs> The title alone stinks. Yes. Because it's coming Dose America. Um, and we that's what we are now calling it because it's the only thing that makes sense because you say coming to America or the sequel coming to America. There's no way to say that right. Right. And so this will now and forever be us <laughs> as coming Dose America. Yes. It just makes more sense in Spanish. Yep. And we'll both always understand which one we're talking about. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so, spoiler free. 
Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lead with a question. Okay. Because it's it's basically, like, I'm going to tell you right now, I have nothing to say about this movie. Um, (laughs) It wasn't wasn't funny. Um, I watched the original the night before I watched this. I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did because had I watched this, it's so bad that I, it would have been one of those moments where I would have said, oh man, do I actually really even like coming to America, the first one? You know what I'm saying? Like when you yeah. watch a later yeah. movie, you're like, what, what happened here? So here's my question. Is there anything worse in movies than a comedy that isn't funny? So, the, which leads you to what a horror movie or a scary movie that's not scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you could say a drama that's like crazy ass boring. You could say an action movie with no good action, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, a scary movie that's not scary is pretty bad, but a, a comedy that's not funny is you usually have bad acting and a bad plot and a bad script and all, all that. And, no effects and low budget. So yeah, I think that's that's fair. Okay, I think that's fair. That yeah, a uh, <laughs> a comedy that's not funny is probably the worst product you could put out there. Yeah, because I feel like usually something else can save another genre. Like okay, maybe the action wasn't great, but like it's still some action, so it kind of kept my attention. You know, even if the effects were bad, like you said, horror that's not scary would be very not good because usually horror movies can go south really bad, but I still feel like there's elements of those types of movies that can save something. But when a comedy is not funny, it just, everything falls apart. There's like nothing left to pick it up. Yeah. Because if you talk about a horror movie, that's not scary. You could still have, or a scary movie that's not scary. You could still have good acting. Yes. But an actor who is trying to be funny and is not, it cannot be a good actor, yeah, or in that in that role, right? I, I, I mean, tend to think so. so. So, so there's no one that you could say, well, they acted well, well, not in a comedy because they weren't funny, <laughs> right? Right, know, right, yeah. <laughs> and so, but you could have a good actor in a scary movie that wasn't scary, right? So, um, there are elements that you could pull from those other movies that I don't think you could do in a comedy. Okay, well, that that was my main so, takeaway yeah, yeah. in this movie. Nope, I, when I got done, I mean, I truly. I don't think I laughed once. I don't even think I chuckled. Like I think I just sat there this whole movie. It was hard. It was hard to uh, get through, to be honest. Yeah, uh, it, it felt it felt like two and a half hours. Yeah, it did. And it was like early on, I felt like it was almost beat for beat. Like I, I kind of want to take. Coming to America and Coming Dose America and like side by side and press play on both of them at the same time because like there's a part in the original where they're trying to figure out where to go like L.A. versus New York and they're looking at a globe and then in this one there's a scene where Arsenio and and Eddie are looking at a globe to like I forget why I think they're talking about going back to America or whatever but it's just like there's like so many things like the dance scenes when they first come in, when he's introducing, when Wesley Snipes is introducing his daughter that's going to marry or, you know, mm-hmm. like everything was like almost, it's like they laid out the script for coming to America and just tweaked it for coming to America to like, you know, make it the exact same. It, the exact same, but so much worse. Oh, for, for sure. For sure. So, and treading on spoilers here but i mean they did what we thought they'd do yeah 
you know, and that's what what killed it. We mm-hmm. we did what they hoped that they wouldn't do, and right. that's what they killed it. And this is a movie that I will will not watch again. No. So if you want to get my my rating, and yes, th- does it make you dislike the first one? Like you said, you questioned it. Yeah. It may not make you dislike the first one, but you definitely question if you would even like the first one. Yeah. You know, based on like these are all the same characters. How do how does this go wrong? I know. Well, there it's it's easy to go wrong when you put that on screen and I can pinpoint the moment where I knew this was gonna be bad. <laughs> do you do you, do you, how, do you know? Or, no, I don't know, but how early was it? <laughs> it was it was no. I'm giving a lot of uh, okay. You know, we're we're getting back into the characters, doing some stuff, and I'm like, I'm I'm in. And then entrance to your boy Wesley Snipes, uh huh. And just the whole, his his performance was awful, <laughs> awful. Yeah. Like I like Snipes. I can't see think of there's a movie that he's in that I don't like him in. You know, okay. U.S. Marshals, Blade, White Man Can't Jump. You know, sure. I, I, even his bad ones, you know, Boiling Point, and, you know, all, sure. all those straight to Art of War. I like him. He was terrible in this. He was he was definitely trying to... Uh, he he was acting not in his wheelhouse. I mean, he, I think he was trying to ham it up, is what I think. Oh, he absolutely did. He, he's just this general. Okay. Is he? But then... Okay, I don't know. Yeah. Um and then he dances he dances into into the room. Yeah. I'm like we're supposed to be fearful of him maybe kind of, you yeah. know. But I know he's supposed to be in a comedic way, but it was so far done and then his accent and then just just how his whole character sucked. It was just terrible. Yeah. And and that as soon as he hit and I was like, "Okay, remove him let me try to go back to you know eddie and arsenio and let's let's go back to their journey and try to get that out of my head but it it took a nosedive right then and there yeah Uh, i don't even have a moment i i just think it started out bad from conception executed bad it's not funny i i i maybe chuckled i i maybe at tracy morgan once or twice um yeah the barbers I think were the highlight for me just cause it was like, I, I think some of their comments were actually just kind of funny. Um, I thought they said something once that made me laugh and that was, yeah. that was the only time that I, I felt like I laughed was in the barbershop. Uh, yep. And I don't even I, know what I, it was. I might take back my no laughing. I, I might've had like a, a chuckle at that, but honestly, this movie's not even honestly worth dissecting. It just, it's a comedy that's not funny. Um, very, very poor writing. I don't know if they said this in the first movie. I might have missed it. Did you catch the name of Wesley Snipes's country that he's from? No. Next door. Yeah. I mean, they said it. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're dealing with. Like, I had to, I had to go to Wiki <laughs> and pull it up and look at it as I'm watching the movie. So I'm like, I heard it like two or three times. Like. Are they really saying now they didn't say next Doria? It's like N E X D O R I A. Still, you know what they're I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I, I missed that. I was more concerned with this general is attacking the palace, yet they just open all the doors for him and let him walk straight to the king. Well, yeah. Like, and then I what? got totally confused <laughs> on how 
it all just faded away at the end. I didn't really understand that, but I, at that point, yeah, I was I, I was all mentally checked out. Well, this that's thing. A, that's a spoiler. I think I, I don't want you. Well, to okay. Here's what we're gonna do. People down. But... Here's what we're gonna do. What'd you rate it? <laughs> uh, it's. I think I actually gave it higher than it should, which was my prediction. Yeah, because we we're gonna give it higher than it should, but I think I gave it a two. When okay. It does not deserve a two. Yeah. I'm, I'm right because, there. Because a two, a two would be potentially watch it again if it, if it were on TV. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm right there with you. I gave it a two as well, and I even said in my comment, like, the only reason this didn't backslide into one and a half is because I felt like it was competently made, meaning, like, it wasn't so, like, beeline, low budget that you just feel like, oh, my God, this is so terribly made. Like, it it had a sheen to it, which is like okay. It felt like something you'd watch in a movie theater. It's it's not edited poorly. It's not visually shot bad. It's just everything. Like the writing is really terrible, and the jokes are really bad. So it's like I didn't feel like it fell into like that really. But if you're talking about my enjoyment of it, it's like a half star movie. Like I just did not enjoy it. But like uh, you know, for when you start to factor in all these other things about a movie, when yeah. you watch it, it's like okay, fine, two. You got me. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it, that that's a fair fair grade. Um, I'd like to know what a first time watcher would think. You know, that had no basis of any of these characters. Like, I'd, I'd like to know if you just stepped into the coming does America old, and I mean, they couldn't have enjoyed it more. Yeah, right. I mean, I I, I, I don't, don't I don't. If somebody told me they liked Coming Dos America better than Coming to America, I, I would judge them. Well, I'm not, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying more than a two. Like, like if you had no frame of reference and you never watched the first one and you just watched this one, could it be funnier? I mean, that's the thing with comedies, though. Like, they, they just... Sometimes they don't hit with certain people, and sometimes they hit with people. I, there's probably going to be people... I mean, we could pull up Letterboxd right now, and I bet we find some four-star reviews of this movie. I mean... <laughs> It's just one of those things I, where I, we, we should, you know, we we should do that. Should I, I don't, I don't who. want to explore this movie any more than what I have to. It's not <laughs> worth the time and effort. I'd rather just talk about the original one instead. So if you haven't seen it, we're both at twos. We're <laughs> recommending you don't. And uh, if you have seen it, come join us on the spoiler side. Or if you haven't seen it and don't want to now, come join us on the spoiler side anyway. Yeah. All right, let's flip over to spoilers because uh, I can't take much more of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. All right, uh, where do you want to go with spoilers? Um, it's, it's, it. I just want to start with in our preview episode, we were dead on with what yeah. would brew in this movie, and I we had hoped, but knew better. We had hoped that it would be Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy on a different adventure, right? Like, like that's that's what coming dose America should have been. Have a reason to go back to America for some reason, and be there what they did was they tried to next generation it and hey you're gonna like this this prince and we're gonna tell his story no one wants to see that yeah 
No one wants to see that Prince's story because we don't know him from, and no one watching this is is wanting a franchise out of this. Mm-hmm. You know, let's follow that guy, whoever the heck he is. You know, we want Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall doing their thing, maybe acting different characters, going back to Queens. Yeah, like that's that's what I had hoped. Yep, and instead we got the reverse of that. Instead of the fish out of water in the first one being Akeem and Simi going to Queens, we get very little time in America, actually, like maybe a grand total of 10, 15 minutes of runtime, maybe, in America. Maybe, yeah, and then you with get, a flashback. Yeah, yeah, and then you get the, instead, what we get is the Lavelle being the fish out of water in Zamunda, which is like, again, to your point, who's really wanting to see that, right? And and it's the same thing. Like, you could tell where this was going a mile away, right? Like, oh, okay, Akeem fought for true love in the first one and didn't want to be in an arranged marriage, but now he's, you know, having an arranged marriage for his newfound son and disrespecting his... Like, it, it was just... It, it was the shallowest of writing imaginable. Oh, but what about the, the depth of his daughters that uh, we saw fighting with sticks and then she was supposed to be queen? Yeah. And then uh, that didn't pan out. No, wait. They just went ahead and made her queen. Right, exactly. You know, like that. And they like, didn't even on. give her any, like, they set her up to have some cool stuff maybe go on. And, and again, when we say cool, I know lots of times, you know, we just talked about the stick fighting. Like, oh, we, we I don't even mean action. I'm just saying, like, there was a storyline there with his badass daughters that I'm not even sure why you need Lavelle. Because then when you bring Lavelle into it, you completely ignore the daughters for 80% of the movie and then try to come back in at the end and be like, oh, yeah, we got to do something with the daughters. So. Yeah, you almost got to a point to where it's like, is his son falling for his daughter? Like, is that, you know, like there's that weird. I think I know the exact moment you're talking about because my wife commented on it. It was like right around the lion escape time and they're standing on the stairs and one's higher than the other. It It was a really weirdly framed shot. And my wife was like, why are they standing like that? I was like. I don't know. I don't know that they're going to go this way, but I, uh, it's not a good look. So my my mind was going, okay, are they going to fall in love? But then it, you realize it's Arsenio Hall's kid or something. Sure. You know, just, just so they could get married. You know, it, it, there, there's something like, this is a brother-sister thing. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like, I don't know where they're going to go with this. But, uh, but yeah, that they just, they did just about everything. They truly did everything you expect them to do once they started with the plot. You're like, okay, yeah. this is where they're going, and there was no, no deviation from exactly what you think there would be. Right. Well, and I will say too, if I cared enough to get upset about it, I, you could make an argument that they kind of did Akeem wrong. Like he's this fish out of water in the first one. He's this royal person. You know, he's always doing good. He's, he's working hard at McDowell's, you know, he's all over semi cause semi's a mess, you know, and he's got like this, this wholesome, like heartwarming feel to him. Like that's part of what makes coming to America is, is how that character is. But then in this one, they kind of retcon him and he has a kid because he got like completely high one time. And Leslie Jones basically like <laughs> took advantage of him. So it's sort of like, if you look at it back in hindsight, like that kind of just makes Akeem's character kind of weird. So again, here we are in a second movie. Akeem's the guy we love. Well, now we don't like him because he's like not as wholesome as we thought he was in the first movie, you know, the first go around. And then he's also being kind of a jerk to his kids and to his wife. So it's like you took Akeem and then like, he's not even the guy we liked anymore. It's like the Luke Skywalker effect in rise of the Jedi. 
Yeah, you're just twisting nope. the one guy that we liked, you know, in the movie and who we should be following, and we don't even see him. But yeah, you. I said Rise of the Jedi. I meant Last Jedi. I just smashed together two Star Wars movies I don't like. So, and maybe that was a better idea. <laughs> yeah. Just, just pick, mix and match. Take the stuff you like. Turn it into <laughs> a movie that you yeah. you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you mentioned this earlier. Of they did the reverse. Why wasn't this called Coming to Zamunda? Yeah. Right. Yes. I would much instead of that. Coming Dose America. <laughs> I, I mean, just on pure logistics. I like that much better. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, from, yeah. I mean, you're going to get the same people coming to watch this because they know what Zamunda is. Right. You know, and, and just, it's a, okay, so we're going to be based in Zamunda this time and he is coming to Zamunda. I mean, that's just a much better, better all around. Yeah. Everything. It is. And then now we're, and then you could have coming Dos Zamunda. Yeah. These people don't ask us these important questions, Carson. I don't know where we're here. We're offering our services. <laughs> I mean, that's just bam off the top of our head. Like what's the plot? Well, that should be the name right there. <laughs> right. And that's, that's, that's easy. I mean, could you imagine somebody sliding us a script that said coming the number two America? We'd be like, hold on. Uh, stop right here. Like th- this has to stop. <laughs> You're like, is this coming America too? Oh, because yeah. I hope that's what you're going for. Because <laughs> that's see, how I'm seeing it. <laughs> could you see the executives listening to us go on for five minutes about why you don't want to call it coming to America? <laughs> I mean, how did it, uh, it just, but it just boggles. Somebody thought now. it was a great idea. Exactly. So, somebody thought this. And then not only did somebody think it was a great idea, somebody signed, another person signed off on, yes, that's a great idea. That's what we're going to go with. And then maybe some other people were just like, okay, they thought it was a good idea. Yeah. You know, and so we're just gonna gonna go with it because maybe they're our bosses or whatever. But but somebody had to have done it. Somebody had to agree, and then yep. it just went from there. And that and those people don't deserve those jobs. <laughs> no, no. If you can royally mess up a title of a movie this bad, um, you don't deserve to have your job. I'll say it. Yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna start a petition. <laughs> we're gonna start a consulting down. firm for movie titles. Can we do our, our thumbs down campaign, but not on the movie, just on the title? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. We also didn't like the movie, but my thumbs down mainly for the title. Right. I would have given you another half star had you not made me come up with my own title for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think uh, I think I'm about tapped out. You want to get to our questions? Let's do our questions. All right. I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am. Running out of things to say. Are you ready? Uh, did you have a favorite moment? I mean, I guess relatively speaking. Uh, yes. My favorite moment was James Earl Jones constantly wanting to kill Arsenio Hall. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, like everything was. was your dad's trying to kill me. He's like. Kill, kill Simi, you know, <laughs> like yeah. everything was, oh, I should have you killed, you know, like that, that was, uh, that was my, my good, good to see James, bad to see James at the same time. Yeah. Um, like truly them propping him up in the coffin was, can he even stand? Sure. I don't know. You have him know. in a bed for the first time. And is that the movie or is that James? I'm glad they got him and I'm glad he agreed and I'm glad that they put him in there. But, but that's. It's like he's he's really propped up in a coffin right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. The uh, metaphor is being laid on really thick. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my favorite. Did you, okay. did you find one in there that you liked? I mean, I would either say it's got to be something with the barbershop because I vaguely remember laughing there. Or I actually did appreciate 
um, them continuing the trading places coming to America uh, universe that they built by Colin Jost being Randolph and Mortimer Duke's one of their sons. <laughs> and uh, right. that, that exchange wasn't too terribly unfunny. I mean, it was fine. So, but I appreciate that they kept that going because I know John Landis did Trading Places and then did the original Coming to America. So they didn't have to continue it, but I thought that was a nice little nod. Yeah. And I like John Just. I thought he's he's funny and he's perfect for a stuck up. Oh, yeah. You know, what? White rich prick. Yep. You know, Nail, nailed that like, casting for sure. Deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you have something you would change besides everything we've listed already delete his son yeah i i you know especially with the vibe they were trying to go for with the fem- all the females like the leslie jones the mom the three daughters like this female empowerment vibe i mean they were definitely kind of like leaning into it i'm just surprised they didn't lean all the way into it yeah he, he didn't he didn't need a son at all Mm-mm. i mean she could have even you could even, if you wanted to take the focus away from eddie and arsenio which uh, maybe they just didn't want to do it you know, to have the full movie on them, which I, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to do that, but um, send her to America. Yeah. Find a man. You know, I would rather that same plot just, you know, gender reversed. Sure. Than what we got. Agreed. I'm, I'm with you on that. So. Okay. So a little bit of a challenge, I think, on this one. If you liked this movie, you would also like. No, I got one. Oh, you got one? Let's hear it. I'm excited. I went Shaft. Oh, I've, I've never... Well, okay, which one are we talking about? Exactly. That's my first problem. <laughs> okay. They're all named Shaft. <laughs> yeah. Okay? So the the first one, remake... So that's fine. The remake was with Samuel Jackson. Sure. Okay? And so then they made... That was uh, 20... 2000. 2000? Something like that. Yeah, that's And then they made right. 2019. Mm-hmm. And then 2019, they made another one just called Shaft. Same same title. Mm-hmm. We're not even changing a number here. We're not, you know, yeah. Sha two F. Um, <laughs> we, we we're just shaft, and Samuel Jackson's in it. So we're not we're not a remake. This is this is a sequel. It's his son, and we follow his son, and then they bring in uh, the original Shat. That's his grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's telling the story of if I want to see a Shaft movie, I want to see a badass Shaft. Mm-hmm. You know, not this new kid who's into computers and technology and, you know, eventually, again, I want to see Sam, Sam Jackson. Like, that's that's why you go to see that, is to see him do more stuff like that. Now, he had a bigger role than I think Eddie Murphy did, um, and a bigger part than Eddie Murphy did. But again, over half the movie was his son and characters we'd never met before. And so I think... From the title, the title is really the the main thing that I was going for. Is it's the same title? Yeah. Uh, and why would you do that, Chef? Which one? Well, twenty nineteen, I guess, because <laughs> sure. uh, you have to say that to know which one you're talking about. Uh-huh. But then also, it went for the the son and tell the son's story, and we're just going to go that route. Um, and I, I I don't think that that was necessary to do. You could have a son in there, but stick with Sam. Sure. Well, you put a lot more thought into yours than I did because I just went with Trading Places. I just said, look. If you like this movie, you clearly <laughs> you clearly would have liked Coming to America, the original one, and then there's a tie-in with Trading Places. So I just said, just go watch Trading Places. That was the extent to which my mind went on this movie. That's a that's a terrible recommendation for for this. I don't think so. 
you get if you, you get, like this, you get the universal tie-in. Yeah, hold you're on. gonna you're gonna like trading places. Hold on. It, it, will you? If you thought yeah. this was funny, I think you will because this is funny. This is actually funny. Well, if this is if this was funny to you, mm-hmm. do you appreciate things that are actually funny? I mean, I think everybody's different. I I don't know. That that would be impossible right. to say. But but you get what, you get what I'm saying, right? If this is funny to you, yeah, is actual funny not funny to you? I don't know. Are they going to? Or like, are you just are, a generally happy person and everything? Are funny they going to like Shaft after watching this? Those are two very different genres, even. Oh, it's not really. Uh, it's, it's not really. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, yes. it's, I, that's a, look. I just thought there was a nice tie in there. If you haven't seen Trading Places. If you liked this movie and you saw the Colin Joe thing, you'll get that reference now. Just go watch Trading Places. Just delete, delete, just delete this movie. Delete it. Just delete. If you like this movie, no. Why? No. What? Why are you liking this movie? I, I'm putting. I am putting forth as much effort into this recommendation as they put into this movie. That's where I'm at. At least the title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's going to wrap it up for this one. I'm excited to be done. I, look, I'm no, actually no, no more questions on this. I feel no, like we should have no. a lot more questions. I want to. I want to no. wrap this up. I want to be done. I want to mentally and physically prepare my mind and body for four hours of Justice League, which I'm going to need a couple days to, to get ready. So I'm glad it's not coming out till Thursday or Friday. Um, get your calisthenics in. Yeah, yeah. and I got to watch the original Justice League. I mean, I, I got to be able. Are to you spot. really? You really? You really going to do that? Yeah, because okay. If I if I'm gonna knock Zack Snyder and say, look, you better have made some substantial differences. I feel like I need to own my part in that and be able to identify the substantial differences and not be somebody saying they'd be like, well, was that the same from the first one or was that not? So I want to watch the original one so I have that frame of reference so that when I can, I want to be able to notice the differences. I want to make sure I notice. All them. Right. I I think you're setting yourself up for being bored second time around. I mean, it's already Probably. four hours, and then I feel like you're gonna be bored because you see the same movie again. I feel like you should go in cold and then try to compare it. We have a whole podcast on Justice League. You can go back and say, all, you can re-listen to us talk about what you didn't like the first time. and, and Yeah. You, you can re-watch the, the first one after it, but I feel like you're you're going to ruin your experience of this four-hour thing by tacking on another, what, two and a half hours before that? Well, yeah, but I mean, same thing. I've got several days. I mean, I might watch Justice League tomorrow, which would be a Tuesday, and I may not even be able to get to watch Snyder Cut until, like, Saturday or Sunday. So I, I'm giving it breathing room. Well, you didn't take off time from work to to watch Snyder Cut? No, unfortunately not, because it's a family <laughs> affair. So I got to convince my two kids uh, to sit down for four pull, hours and watch this pull, thing. Pull the kids out of school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honey, we're doing this. We're ready. Yep. All right, so Snyder Cut next week. Finally, it's here. Um, all right, in the meantime, Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at at Two Views Movies, or you can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen, we are there. If you're already a subscriber or not, just leave us a review on one of those platforms and let us know what you think of the show. Like we mentioned, we will be back next week for the long-awaited four-hour Snyder Cut adventure. We ready for that? Absolutely. All right. We'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both.